Established in 2020, The Author's Porch is a space for authors who share their literary works of art. Founded by C.J. Ives Lopez, The Author's Porch puts authors first and becomes a premier destination for all at every level in their careers. When you join The Author's Porch, we want you to think of us as a beacon of light, bringing you home to a porch where your family is waiting to usher you into your greatness. From live cast to podcast, blog posts, and most recently, the magazine, The Author's Porch brings promotional services and advice to authors to get their writing published. Whatever the issue, The Author's Porch connects writers with the service desire to create their dreams into reality. Hey everybody, welcome to the Authors Porch where every good conversation starts and we shine the light on the author. Today we have FD Fair with us. How are you doing, FD? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, other than the fact that my dogs decided to bark the very moment that we started to record. It's like the moment that one thing you want total silence for, my dogs will find it. I, but I absolutely love them. So that's a good thing, right? <laughs> my, mine does the same. If someone's walking on their street in front of the house, it's over. Yeah, they're very <laughs> territorial. So let me do a quick introduction before we go into this conversation, because I've been excited to talk to you ever since I saw the cover of your book. So guys, FD Fair is a paranormal romance author who was born and raised in Ontario, Canada. She is a wife and mother of three, I told you I was going to mess up my words, (laughs) three beautiful boys who keep her on her toes. She has always loved everything strange, unexplained, and magical. She started as an avid reader of paranormal romance and created fantastical stories in her head, which she eventually put down on paper, starting with the Westwood Pack series, which the first book that I'm speaking of has the most fantastic cover that I have been sitting in my Kindle reader, just admiring and reading pages here and there as I can. So FD, thank you so much for being here today. And I can't wait to get this party started for lack of better words. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. This is actually my first podcast. So Oh my goodness, I'm so excited that you chose us to be your first podcast. Super cool. Absolutely. So you say you're an avid reader of paranormal romance. Now, were you reading that like in your younger years or was it in your older years you started reading it? Yeah, so I've always read um, like paranormal, uh, you know, Harry Potter and like the Alchemist series and then, you know, divert the Divergent series and then obviously everyone's read the Twilight series and um as I got older I kind of stumbled upon Christine Feehan's dark series and Mm. I didn't know that I would like like a romance really I always thought you know well romance novels are for you know old ladies who are sitting at the laundromat kind of (laughs) thing and uh and then I I read it and I, I read book one and then you know I read book two and then it just kept going because she has like 30, 30 something books in her dark series and it just kept going. And then it just kind of tumbled from there. And I, I found some indie authors who write paranormal romance. And then 
I it just it's kind of blown out of blown out of proportion. My husband puts limits on the amount of times that I can read. He said, "Nope, you know what? You can't read anymore this week because I haven't seen you." <laughs> well, that's so funny. So, what is it that intrigues you the most about paranormal type books? Is it kind of the like werewolves and vampire stuff or is it more the supernatural like the spirits and stuff i think it's everything but uh, i mean in in our in our home we all have a a, a thing where like my son max and i my eight-year-old we are we are werewolves he says because we have large bottom things and top things <laughs> where my husband and my other two boys just have their top thing are big so they're they're vampires so in our in our family so we just uh that's we're all about fantasy in in our in our home and even you know our older son he says you know it's like a disney movie in our house you guys are always like singing and doing weird things and so it's just uh yeah we just love magical things so you're saying if i come to your house i will be in a musical Yes, you know, uh, my husband loves to sing and and we make up very strange songs. And we we I will sing while I'm doing the dishes or you know, I made I made up songs to wake up the boys in the morning. <laughs> yep, we we just kind of have fun and I don't know, we enjoy it. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the West um West am I saying it wrong? West The Westwood Pack? I almost was like Westward. I'm like, that's not it. Westwood Pack series. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, so the first book, Rise of the Phoenix, actually, I, um, I love, I love shifter romances and I was sitting there thinking I've, for years, I was sitting there thinking, you know, what if, you know, a werewolf met his true mate, but you know, she was already married with kids. Like what, what would happen? And then, and then I, I just watched, you know, different authors and, you know, like they should write this, this should be a thing. And, uh, I've, I've waited for years for it to happen. It hasn't happened yet. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to see if it, if it works great. If it doesn't work, you know, it is what it is. So I started writing it about a year ago and then I walked away from it and then I started, I continued writing it. And then I finally, you know, reached out and I sent it to to a couple different people and they're like oh my god this is really good and I was like no way no way and they're like yes yes you need to like do something with this so I hadn't even told my husband at that point that I had written anything so I just you know I finished my book and I said you know what I I wrote a book Hmm. and he's like what when did you write a book (laughs) he's like when did you have time you've got me and three boys (laughs) yeah yeah what what you wrote a book I was like yeah you know what I I think I'm gonna publish it so so I did and it's just kind of went from there and then now just you know I have the first six books mapped out in my head book two released uh last week or the week before book three is due to come out at the beginning of November end of October I have a I have a really bad habit of uh the I'll set my release date and then I'll finish my book and it'll get back from editing. And I'm like, oh, well, it's done. I'll just release it early. Right. I think that <laughs> when it's ready, it tells you more than we tell it. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I just, uh, it's just kind of spiraled. And then and I wasn't telling my family 
that I was, you know, that I had published a book and my mom went all, you know, CSI on me and found my author profile and, uh, <laughs> and shared it. And, uh, then, then my entire family bought, you know, all my aunts and my female cousins all bought the books. And then I was like, well, there's some, you know, there's some spicy scenes in there that, you know, I don't want you guys to think differently of me. And they all ended up loving it. So now I know where I get my freak flag from because, yep. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a, whirl- a whirlwind for sure. You're like, it's a family affair. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're like, we all it think is. the same. We're good. <laughs> yep. Yep. As long as everybody doesn't care or look at me differently, I'm fine with it, even if they didn't like it. But they all seem to love it. And my mom's even like, you should do this. That's awesome. Do you write full time? No. So I do work full time. Okay. And then um, I work, I work for the government. So I work uh, straight midnights. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, which is normally when my, my muse hits around my lunchtime, which is great. So I, on my hour lunch every night, I usually write. And then on weekends when I'm home, but then there's times that I just can't stop it and it just keeps going. <laughs> Wow. So you work full time raising three boys plus being married and writing books. Golly Wally. I don't mm-hmm. know how you find the time. What is your writing process like? Um, so I am really fortunate that I mapped out, like I plotted out the first five books before I even released Rise of the Phoenix. Wow. So I have a general idea of what's going to happen in each book. So when I sit down to write, it usually flows pretty quickly. There are times that I'm just kind of like stuck, but uh, I I definitely wanted to plan on a rapid release because I did a lot of research before I released the first book. And yeah. uh, that, that seemed to be the best way to get momentum mm-hmm. to, to gain a fan base. So I, uh, I was fortunate enough to, have the forethought which normally doesn't happen but Mm -hmm. I had the forethought to plot it out so it's it's been pretty it's been pretty easy going and I want to knock on wood right now because uh it's just you never know yeah that's so true I mean you have to write the book first right to know how well it's going to do um and everybody always says the a great cover an amazing blurb and then the rest falls into place um, and I, I know I, I saw the cover and my mouth was watering. I was like, oh my God, I need that. And of course, as soon as it was available for download, I had it on my Kindle. Um, I've got like millions of books on my Kindle. <laughs> I won't lie. That's- I'm, I'm one of those people that I see a good book cover and I'm like, that's gotta be a good book and I'll download it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. I have, uh, definitely run out of space on my Kindle a few times and had to, uh, you know, either get a memory card or remove the download, but yeah, Yeah. I need to, I need to finish reading. I need to quit downloading and read faster because there's so, I have so many interests and that's, that's my, that's my downfall is I, I read fast, but I need to read faster. Like I read one book in two days, but I need to read like a book a day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, um, I know. My wish list is still filled with books and and I'm 
mean, Sedona Ash's book, Unexpected Heat, came out today. So I was almost late because luckily I had set an alarm for my for for five o'clock. And because otherwise I would have been just I would have still been reading it. Oh, you talking about her first book or no? Not what? It's her brand new book that just it literally just released today. It's I think it's her third book in her dragon series. OK, I just uh I just finished her book, The Klutz, right? The Phoenix. Oh, I laughed out loud I, so many times. Okay. I read that book in two days. Like I literally, well, yeah, anyways, yeah, that I had her on the podcast a couple of days ago and we laughed so hard. But anyways, yeah, I could go on. It, it oh, was absolutely. hilarious. It's a great. I thought you were talking about her second book. I was about to freak out because I've been waiting. No, I one. know. I, I almost freaked out because I thought it was, it said, you know, download now. And then it was like, oh, it's not available till October 27th. I was like, oh. What is really going on, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was It was this one. So I, I, I did read this series too. So I was still excited. Just. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think people realize I love phoenixes like they're i almost got a tattoo of a phoenix on my back and it was gonna and it not like on the little shoulder i wanted to get it to cover my entire back and i know people look at me like well you don't look like the type but no i'm totally the type <laughs> i and, love uh, go ahead oh i just i love phoenixes as well i i've actually been looking at tattoos as for phoenixes as well my husband and i were just looking yesterday yeah, and I wanted to get it where the wings of the phoenix was all across my shoulder blades, and I wanted the red ink. I didn't want the black ink. I wanted the red ink, so it was super subtle. So every time I see something that has a phoenix, I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So that was what attracted me the most um, to your book. And then when I read the blurb and all the other stuff, and I'm actually... Um, he is at the store getting beer right now. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm in the really early stages. So, um, but well, then you have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, but just the just that that part. There's this warm coziness about it that I just feel like it's something that I could be inside of, like the story. You know what I mean? The story relate to. Yeah, like I'm like, hey, this is like something that I would have done back at a certain time in my life not right now like I'm older now right but, <laughs> but it's definitely something that people can relate to people can be a part of the story and when an author writes that way it's it's very interesting to me but that's and that's what I wanted I wanted something that's relatable you know like Phoebe the main character I want you know she's she's a mom and she's she has a full-time job and just kind of I wanted her to have human qualities that you know a person mm -hmm. off the street could relate to and put themselves in her shoes and see you know so i i hope that you know people relate to it but and i'm glad to hear that you do as well yeah now what was your biggest inspiration to to write this series in particular um well it's so so with my job I um like my day job I'm gonna say um I deal with a lot of um 
you know, domestic abuse issues and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, as much as I've seen it in books and I've read it in books and we've seen it in movies, I just kind of wanted to, to, to put a, a magical kind of thing spin on mm -hmm. it, I guess, where, mm -hmm. where it just, it brings light to it, to, to the issues that are the real issues. This is, this happens in real life, mm -hmm. but without triggering certain people. So I just kind of wanted to, to bring, I don't know, the magic that's in my brain out and put spins on real life issues that anybody off the street could be having. Yeah. So that's where, you know, Phoebe's in a, in a horrible relationship and I don't want to give too much away if you haven't finished it, but she's in a horrible relationship and she's, you know, dealing with some issues mm -hmm. and, uh, and then, a lark kind of comes and saves her is, is not that she really needs saving in the end, but he, he, uh, he recognizes her worth and makes her feel mm. like worthy of being mm. loved for the first time in umpteen many years. So I just kind of wanted to see how that would play out. And I'm sure that there are women in the world that kind of fantasize. I mean, I've watched those TikTok videos where they're like, oh, is a sexy fae going to come and rescue me? And then they're kind of like looking around. Nope, not today. So I just kind of said, you know what? What if that really, what if that happened in a book? Yeah. You know, I've been an independent woman my entire life. I mean, I was a single mother. I was in the military. I was this hard charge and all this other stuff. But deep down, you know, I think, everybody, no matter how independent and how hardcore they are, male, female, whatever, I think there's always as human, the human element, we all want someone to see our worth. Absolutely. You know? So I think that that is like this, this pull on our souls, no matter what we do in life, we all want someone to see our worth. Like, I know I'm worthy. You ain't right. got to tell... But yes, it feels good when it, it, it feels to be vindicated, right? You know, yeah. I I know that I am a strong, independent woman as well, and you know, maybe sometimes too independent for my husband's liking. But I mean, I I'm proud of myself, but I still love it when he tells me, you know what, honey, yeah, that's ama that's amazing. You know, you you're fantastic. Yeah. And to be able to read that in a book, it just makes you get a warm fuzzy, especially for those folks out there that don't have that at home or have been mistreated. I mean, I, there was a time in my life, like I said, I was a single parent and there, you know, all I wanted was that someone to see me in that way. And I could read it in a book and I could get that warm fuzzy because I wasn't getting it anywhere else. And it just made me feel that there was that love out there. There was that, that amazing, you know. Yeah, that feeling. it's possible. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that, you know, people that say those things, I think that they just have a lot of hurt inside of them. So they can be negative Nancy's. We'll still, we'll still write and read our books that make us feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Absolutely. So one of the things that I find about a lot of um, a lot of um, writers, authors, is that writing as a whole 
sometimes takes a toll on our mental health. Do you think that writing at all has had any impact on your mental health, good or bad? You know what? I, I feel like, um, it's, it's actually had a positive impact as, as long as well as reading has, has had a, a very positive impact impact mm-hmm. on mine. I mean, sometimes I go a little crazy cause I can be scatterbrained, mm-hmm. but, um, on a whole, you know, working, doing what I do for work, it's, it, it can be very mentally draining for me and being able to take some of the situations that I maybe see in real life and twist them around and turn them into something better, something yeah. that has a happy ending. I find that it, it really helps me personally with being able to deal with some of the things that I see and hear. And I'm, I mean, I would forget my own head some days mm. if, if it wasn't screwed on, but the things that the terrible things that you see in the world every day, they stick with me yeah. all the time and being able to just spin them to be able to, to give them a happy ending. It, it, it really helps. It helps me. And I hope that it'll help other people too. Like if there was people in, in the same situation as say Phoebe or Scarlett in my next book that in, in book two, that, they could see a way out, see a happy ending, maybe get out of their own situation for a minute and just kind of be able to, to show them that they're worth more than, than what they think or what they're told. And I just, I, I find personally, you know, even, even, you know, my friends or family, if they're having trouble with their mental health, I always suggest write it down. Just just write it down. Write down whatever you're having an issue with and and I one of my good friends was having having some issues and I said, "Listen, you you can't make an informed decision when your mind is clouded the way that it is. So write it down. Write down your points, write it down, make it write a letter to yourself. What do you want to see for yourself? You know, put a sticky note on the mirror you look at every morning and say you are beautiful you are worthy you are loved you are worth more than what the world says about you and um writing is an outlet for i think a hundred percent of of the authors Mm -hmm. but it can be taxing i could i could imagine it after you know ask me in a year (laughs) yeah yeah I think there there are some other authors out there that it it started as an outlet but they wanted so much for their art to be seen at such a high level that it became taxing to the point that they stopped believing in themselves and they started doubting their worth and and I find that very heartbreaking because now it is no longer an outlet. Now it has become something that has shook their confidence and finding that happy medium where you're writing for the outlet and becoming realistic in the goals of, you know, the, the markets are saturated, but at the same time, your definition of success needs to be, your definition of success and not other people's definition. Right. And and when you can define that for yourself, 
that's when you're no longer going to suffer mentally because you're not, you know, the big name published authors. You're, you're you, you know? Um, right. The, yeah. So I, I always ask that question because a lot of folks talk about how they want to give up. They don't know if they want to write anymore. And I've even had my moments where I'm like, what is this even worth? You know, no one's read, even read the book. I've had a book on the shelf for like three years and there's not a single read. And then I thought, well, why do you write, CJ? And I had to, I had to self-talk and say, well, I didn't write because I wanted, I cared if others read it to the point that I was famous. I wrote it because I had a story and it felt good to write it. Exactly. And that's, and that's how I'm looking at it right now. And I hope I continue to look at it like that. If, if I sell a thousand yeah. copies, amazing. But honestly, I I've sold 68 so far between book one and book two. And that surpassed awesome. my goal. That it, it surpassed. Awesome. Yeah, I, I was not expecting that I did not start writing to get rich. I just wanted to, I figured there were other women like me who, you know, had these stories in their head, and maybe I'll be the one to write it for them. Yes. And I love how you're taking these, these situations that are so heartbreaking, and changing the outcome to focus on the positive outcome versus what the reality negative outcome was, to show people that yes, life can be hard. Yes, life does have negative outcomes. But what if you focus on the positive? And what if the, the negative turned to a positive? Uh, that way, you know, sometimes we want to get lost in a fantasy world just for a few moments to kind of give our brain this break. So I, I think it's a fantastic way of, of taking what you basically deal with in the real world and turn it into this paranormal romance fantasy story and giving people an escapism based off of kind of a little bit of the real world. Absolutely. And that's, and, and I thank you. I, I just wanted to, uh, to try, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time, you'll never, the answer is always going to be no, if you don't ask. So just mm -hmm. ask and you're never going to succeed if you don't at least try. You, you'll never know. It'll always be a no if you don't. So yep. I figured, you know, why not take that on my own advice? And, uh, <laughs> and rather than, you know, being a hypocrite and telling them to, to do that and not doing it myself. I think every mother, I think all of us mothers are like that. We dole out the best advice in the world, but then we don't listen. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and I and I made a joke with my 14 year old. I said, what are you going to do if you go to one of your friend's houses and then like my book is sitting on their coffee table? Because they he knows that it's, you know, a a romance novel. Yeah. And he he's like, well, I'll just say, you know, it's my mom's book. I was like, you won't be embarrassed. <laughs> he's like, no. I'm like, yeah. oh, OK, well, maybe girls will be different. But yeah, with my boys, no, they are 100 percent just proud. I mean, my eight-year-old tells everyone people that I don't want to know, but. <laughs> oh, man, mine are in college and they don't read my books, but I told them, I says, look, I'm going to tell you something. When I get famous, don't be telling people I'm your mom when you see my books out there that they're reading. I said, don't be going, hey, that's my mom. She wrote that. I said, because you ain't read it. 
I said, don't be yep. claiming me later on. You ain't claiming me now. <laughs> I joke with them during college. So, you know. I have oh, absolutely. Oh, so, I'm so not I, ready for that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, you know, so I'm 44 and I have my kids at 23 and 25. And I wasn't ready for it when it first happened. But my son, this is his senior year in college and my daughter's sophomore year. So I've got two years into this empty nest thing. The first year I laid in their beds and cried, but now <laughs> I am all over it. <laughs> yeah. My, my husband's quite excited. He's like, we're going to have like a naked room. We're going <laughs> to, you know, we're going to, we're going to turn one of the boys rooms into a like a, a library with, with bookshelves all around. And he's just all these all these ideas and I'm like, but they'll be gone. Yeah. You <laughs> I'm know, just that, not ready. I wasn't ready for it. And then after about six months, I had gotten used to it. And I had these ideas of changing the rooms into this lavish big things. One changed into my office, which is still is the other one was going to be a workout room. Cause I was going to bring sexy back and all this other stuff. And yeah, no, I got an office. The other one is just kind of there. <laughs> I asked my husband the other day, I said, hey, let's walk around naked. He looked at me like I was losing my mind. Said, yeah, I mean, you think you're going to do all these big, crazy things, but really you just kind of live life a little freer. That's it. Absolutely. You can do what you want. Yeah. So let me get us back on track because I could talk about this whole empty nesting thing. It's great. But um, how many books are going to be in the Westwood Pack series? So uh, the it's going to be a generations thing. So the first generation oh. with uh, with Phoebe and and Scarlett and then Darren, there's going to be between six to ten mapped out wow. right now, and then there will be the next generation oh. that I start. I started mapping them out already, so it it's it's going to be a long term thing, and it'll probably other than um, I've kind of been hemming and hawing over you know doing like a, a young adult fantasy series mm -hmm. um because my niece who's 13 really wants to read my books but she can't because oh. there are some explicit scenes in it so um I thought about maybe writing you know a, a small fantasy series that young adults could read but uh I think the Westwood Pack is going to be a pretty long pretty long series I love long series because when I get into the story, I literally go through like, if I'm really into it, I go through like a depression mode after I'm done reading. I'm like, oh, that's over. Where am I supposed that's to it. Be and now? I, <laughs> yeah, that, and, and that's it. And you get, you get connected to the, to the characters. And I just love seeing, you know, the characters from book one or two in book seven or eight. And it's just, you see how they evolve and it's, you get attached. I get emotionally attached to book characters. Yeah. The young adult is a big thing right now because these, these teenagers are wanting to read that stuff, but they're just not at that age. Me and my nephew wrote a um, young adult fantasy. Um, it, has, it has some vampires in it. Just, just one at the moment, but it will expand later on. It's going to be a long series um eventually but he's 15 so he wanted to write a book so we i co-wrote it with him to just a little fun that me and him got into but young That's adult fantastic. is huge right now kind of like teen wolf yes um, 
oh my god i i was in love with that vampire diaries in love with that i'm having a marathon of vampire diaries all over again i'm watching it every single night right now i mean it's it's huge so yeah yeah i and the vampire diaries was huge and then they they did a the spin-off with uh, the originals and then they did another spin-off with legacies and then you just you know it it is and it gets addicting right and you rewatch mm-hmm. and rewatch and rewatch and and so that's that's kind of what I what I'm thinking and I've asked her you know like well what do you want to uh what do you want to see in these books and she's kind of given me some ideas and so I I'm glad that you told me about your nephew and you re- writing a book because maybe I'll get her to to join me and then we'll just co-write it together yeah, you know, getting their feedback, because he basically told me, I said, well, what do you want in it? And he would just give me, they're his characters, they came to him, he told me, I said, well, what's the girl's name? And he said, I said, well, what's the boy's name? And why are they doing this? And then I was writing it based off of what he told me. And it was such a great time. Because once he gave me all that, you know, the detailed information, it was so easy to to write it. So we, it's his book, I just co authored it with him and we had a great time doing it together it was a way for us to connect and for him to kind of spark his his um flame I guess yeah his creative side of being an author he's a sophomore in high school right now and he was so happy because when he went into a sophomore year he took his book he goes look I'm a published author it was so cool Mm -hmm. that's awesome that is that is fantastic yeah I uh I think I might end up waiting for Kindle Vela to be able to, to come to Canada because okay. I feel like her, her ideas right now, she, she's got some ideas um, that I think would work best for that. But Kindle Vela isn't available here yet. So mm, totally understandable. Well, if you had any advice to give to another author, what would be your best piece of advice? There's a, there's a lot of advice, but I think my main thing is um, find your tribe. I, when I started writing, I had no idea what I was doing. And um, I joined the writing community and I joined a bunch of groups on Facebook and, and it is a community and that's, and that's what I found. It's a community of authors who are both traditionally published and, you know, indie published, they self-published, they are so helpful and they will help you with anything you just ask and so you you find your tribe they will give you advice they will help connect you with cover artists or editors and just help you by beta reading arc reading for you it above anything else you know uh, some authors say you know find the right editor or find this or find that i just find your tribe find the tribe of people that are going to support you and give you advice and who have been there where you are right now with starting and then just write, just, just do it. Don't stop. Don't give up just because you get one person that says, you know, Hey, I really didn't like your book. Well, I guess it's not for you. That's true. A lot of people get hung up on the fact that somebody doesn't like their book but I mean me I'm not going to read certain types of books because they're not my thing right so but that doesn't mean that's a bad book it just means it's not for me and that's what you have to understand is you're not going to resonate with everybody not everybody likes redheads well I'm a redhead (laughs) 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So not everyone's going to like me and that's, then that's okay. You have to be okay with the fact that not everyone's your people. Um, right. Who's been your support system through this whole endeavor? So I've had, I've had, um, so obviously I have, you know, my husband and then my mom and my best friend who's completely addicted to <laughs> my book and is the one that's um, <clears throat> telling me on a daily basis, did you finish writing it yet? Did you finish writing it yet? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, with writing and publishing, my, my biggest supports, I have, um, I have found my tribe of authors that have uh, really helped me. Um, MD Butler is, is amazing. I actually started beta reading for her and then we sparked a friendship and it's just kind of lasted through, through the, the entire time that I've been writing and she's been writing and uh, Cassandra Joy and um, Dee Dickens had, they have been my three rocks. I think without them, I don't know how far I would have actually gone. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. I love support systems because without them, we're basically just floating in this, an ocean with nothing but sharks around us. <laughs> well, And that's it. And, and, and for me, when another author says, you know, hey, you know what? Your book's actually really good. Mm. You know, I, I actually really liked it. It it makes you feel even better than when a reader says it. Because you're like, hey, this published author like actually read and liked my book. I guess I am pretty good. So it yeah. just kind of, it just makes you feel good. And the fact that they, you know, we we all kind of share now. We kind of we help each other out in different ways. You know, we we're alpha readers for each other or, you know, whatever. And we just kind of, it all jives. It just, it's fantastic. It's weird to say that like some of my best friends I've never even met in person, but <laughs> that's the way it is with authors. That's true. And with the invention of this internet and everything, I think that some of my best friendships are people that I've met online more than in person. <laughs> and that's just it, because they're all over the world and I can't be everywhere. Unfortunately, <laughs> when they get teleporting up and going, I'm telling you, I'm visiting all of you crazy people that have decided to talk to me just so you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you're more than welcome. I am waiting for the teleporting or, you know, the, the self-driving hover car. That oh, way yeah, I can just that, sleep in the back. <laughs> yep. Okay. You you told me about a new one now. Okay. So I'm going to start saying teleporting and the self-driving hover car. I'm on it. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so how do people reach you if they want to reach out to you, maybe book you for a show or grab your book? So uh, my book is live on Amazon um, and it's free on Kindle Unlimited. Um, I do have a Facebook page. It's FD Fair Author. Um, is the name of the page. And then I also have a website. Um, it's fdfair.wix.com, I believe. I, um, and I also have a newsletter, which you can uh, find the link to sign up on my Facebook page. I am on Instagram and TikTok as well. TikTok's a new thing. It's kind of a, a learning curve for me. I had to get my 14-year-old to teach me. But yeah. uh, I tried. My kids taught me. And then I watched some videos because I'm a big learner through watching. And um, I just failed. I'm not funny. I'm not cool. I tried to do this one where I turned around in my chair, made myself sick, 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm done. So I'm going to try it again one day. I'm going to figure out this thing. Like I know how yes. to make the videos, but the videos aren't that anything anyone wants to see. So I have to figure out what is my thing that people want to see. <laughs> that's and that's it. And I was, I, I actually Googled that the other day, how to make a good TikTok that people want to see. And, and I was reading and I'm like, I don't think that I, I don't think that I want to do any of those. Like, I, I can't, I tried And some of my earlier ones. I look back at like some of my earlier ones and I was like, what was you doing? Yeah. Like, why would you put that out there for people to see? Like, I'm embarrassed for you, CJ. <laughs> That's okay. So the floor is yours. Do you have any last words, anything that we didn't go over that you want to let any of your um, audience, people that come to listen to you that say, okay, who is FD Fair? What is her books about? Or any of your family members support system or folks that are already following you that you want to share with them? Well, I, I just want to say thank you to you, first of all, for, um, for, for having me on here. Um, I want to call out my number one stalker. He <laughs> he messages me uh, daily, telling me my friend count on Facebook, um, and uh, it's my dad. <laughs> That's awesome. He's he's bought both my books, and uh, he had me sign them, but he didn't m let me write, you know, to dad, just uh. just FD fair, because that way, when I make it famous, he can sell them. There you go. And, Hi, Dad. and yeah, and my mom, my mom has been a major support system. She, uh, she's, I think she's sold more of my books than, than I could even imagine. And then oh, of wow. course my husband and my, I know, I know she's fantastic. She, even though I was upset at first that she found me <laughs> on Facebook and, you know, found my book, um, at the end of the day, you know, she's generated more, a bigger fan base for me than I had thought even possible. So, wow. and then uh, I guess last is it's just my husband and my kids. They, you know, they, they try to leave me alone when I'm in the zone writing or, you know, the kids are coming to bug me. My husband will be like, no, no, no. And they're just, you know, they're my biggest cheerleaders. Oh, bless. You know, without even reading it, they just, you know, yeah, mom, that's amazing. I can't believe you did that. That's fantastic. And so, oh. Yeah. Thanks, Fair Clan. We appreciate you. Yes. Or we wouldn't have yes. that lovely book with the phoenix on the front that stole my heart that day that she sent it out. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, yeah, it it almost wasn't minute. that cover. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It almost wasn't. And then the, the original cover that she sent me, I go, you know what? Can you just put the phoenix, the, just the phoenix? And mm. then and she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes. You know what? just the phoenix just that picture put it on there and that's it and then she sent it back and i was like that's it perfect done that's awesome so it almost wasn't there was two different covers that she had designed before for mm -hmm. me and then that was just uh it it took my breath away when i saw it so you found your zone of genius with that one i did well, thank you so much for being on here today. I'm glad that we finally got to talk. I know we've been um, exchanging words back and forth on Facebook here and there and everything. So it was glad to put a voice to the, um, to the name and a face to the name as well. 
So I'm super excited to have talked to you today. And I know this isn't our last time. We'll definitely stalk each other on Facebook uh, here and there. I oh, say lightheartedly, obviously. Um, yes. We'll have many more conversations throughout the, the years of writing, I'm sure. Absolutely. And maybe I'll come back and, you know, after, you know, book 10 is published and then we'll see how my thoughts have changed. Yeah, you're always welcome on the porch. It is definitely open. Um, don't forget we have the magazine as well. So um, you can always write an article for the magazine. And we always reach out for feature author spots uh, for different issues, for different reasons, depending on the art, the theme for that quarter. I'm trying right. to get my words in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, we, anything we can do to lift an author up, we will, because that's the whole reason why the author's porch was built. Because as an author, I understand how hard it is to get your works out there for people to see. So we want to make sure that we are open to everybody, regardless of genre. So thank you so much, FD, for being on here today. We appreciate you. Guys, don't forget to catch us every week to find your next great read or your next favorite author. We have the Author's Porch Magazine issue number two coming out October 5th on Amazon. You don't want to miss this issue. It is chocked full of amazing articles from authors, and the theme this quarter is Our Youth in Writing. We'll see you here next time on the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens, and we shine the light on the author. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, FD. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye.